How you doing, everybody? It is your God Taz Angel here with more car talk. Good conversation you can ride to. And <clears throat> first and foremost, you know, I always want to start off with thank yous. Uh, that is the the way I prefer to to intro everything because without you listening, commenting, sharing. Um, you know, giving your input, uh, making your donations. Without all of these things, this podcast would not grow. It would exist, but it, it would not grow, excuse me. So I want to thank everyone for not only in taking uh, this podcast, but also spreading the podcast. And the messages that come along with it. Today is going to have a few different, a few messages. Not a few different, but a few messages. All in one. And the first one will be about George Floyd. George Floyd. What happened with him? Uh, by now, this is what June the seventh, I believe. Yes, today is Sunday, June the seventh. So by now, uh, most people are familiar with familiar with what happened to George Floyd. Was um, pulled over and apprehended by police officers while not breaking any laws at the time. And after being apprehended, put on the ground, an officer had his knee on George Floyd's neck for several minutes while George was screaming to him that he couldn't breathe, saying, if you don't get off me, you're going to kill me pleading for his life, calling on his mom to no avail, was killed by that officer. Due to that, protests have protests and riots. First riots, then protests. Now, though I don't I don't condone the riots per se. I do, however, accept and understand the riots. And I'll take that back. I I condone the riots. Looting, not so much, but riots in this circumstance I do because any form of true change must come first from disruption. If I allow everything to continue going as it always has been, no change will come from that. Because there will be no 
need for the change. Everything will seem as if it's all okay. So I have to disrupt things first to cause that change. And some people may say, you know, maybe you shouldn't say these things about the riots and and all that because of the violence. Any disruption that you make will be pushed back on because change is not welcomed. It is forced. Power is not given. It is taken. I got that from the comedian Andrew Schultz. Power is not given, it's taken. The Americas, the the land that we live in, North America right here, was taken through revolution. So, I can't go against it. Because again, people will say, well, why can't we have just peaceful protests? The large, large scale, or not large scale, but the last peaceful protest we had from a prominent figure got him fired in Colin Kaepernick. Simply taking a knee and saying nothing caused uproar. It cannot get any more peaceful than taking a knee. Well, it can. The only other way to amplify the level of peace is to lay flat on the ground, face in the dirt, spread eagle. It's the only way to make it more peaceful. But due to that He has no longer played one snap in the NFL. And we we all know that that's not due to only ability. Maybe he wasn't the absolute best quarterback in the league. But the 2019 season, if we look at stats and performances, there are absolutely teams that he could have been a starter quarterback or starting quarterback and at the very least a second string but to have him not play at all while some of the players who were on the field were on the field it lets you know that it wasn't due to talent because he was better and outperformed them in his last season being on the field So any form of protest will be pushed back on because now that there's violence involved, they say, why not make it a peaceful protest? When it was a peaceful protest, they said, why not do it on your own platform and not here during the game? They will always suggest other ways and those suggestions are only to make them more comfortable so they don't feel the disruption but it is necessary. Also, I do believe 
that at a point, if a if a people continue to slaughter and kill your people in the streets, on camera, looking you in your eyes while they drain the soul out of that human body, they need to know that violence will follow. Otherwise, they won't stop. It is a simple bully mentality. No bully ever stopped because you asked him not to. Hey, come on, don't take my money today, please. Don't take my lunch money. I'm hungry too. No, don't take this. Don't take that. They don't stop because you ask them to. They stop because you make them. And unfortunately, this is what we are. We are having to deal with the bully by letting him know you will no longer bully me. You will no longer get the opportunity to kill my brother while looking me in my eyes and telling me to back up. Telling me to let you kill him. Yo, yo, back up. Get behind that car. Don't move forward. Don't come closer. You sit there and watch me kill him. Don't come and try to stop me. That time is over. I need to pause after saying that to show the seriousness and severity of the situation. Those days are over. No longer will you tell me to sit here and watch you kill someone. No longer will I stop. No longer will I only watch. No longer will I only record. Violence cannot always be quelled. Because we're the ones being peaceful in the first place. So if I'm minding my business, not bothering anyone, not doing anything illegal, yet I still get slammed on the ground, yet I still get choked out, yet I still get a knee pressed into the back of my neck until I no longer exist. I was already living in peace. I was already exuding peace. That is what got him killed. Him living peacefully. And of course being black. But he wasn't doing anything wrong. Yet he is no longer on this planet. Not in the physical plane. He no longer walks this earth. He was laid to rest. father a companion a son possibly a brother I don't know about that but even if not biologically a brother I'm sure he had brothers because I don't have any biological brothers but I have a lot of brothers
And now he has more brothers than ever. So there's the first part. <laughs> I believe is really necessary. Secondly, where do we go from here? Me and several friends of mine, even before this um, situation, but especially after, we have been conversing about building up black businesses and how we think it can happen. I want to get this uh, set out of the way, this headset out of the way. Hopefully the volume or the audio was not negatively affected because it's still there. But So we need more, not only more black businesses, but we need more knowledge of the black businesses that do exist. Because when Wendy's, I believe, came out and said that they support Trump, people were in an uproar saying let's boycott them for coming out and saying they support Trump my suggestion if we are going to boycott a a business a venue that is okay but we need to have a replacement this is where the knowledge and the advertisement of black businesses need to come into play. If we say we're not going to use this business, we need to then facilitate a black business or or we need to have an alternative that is black owned to then turn to. Because not only do we need to take our support from them, we need to give more of our support to us. Also, don't be fooled by the people who come out and say that they support him. There are way more companies than Pizza Hut and Wendy's that support him and that are his largest supporters. Several of the social media apps that we use support them. Uh, Several of the makeup lines, I'm not going to say several. I know one specifically, one of the most popular makeup lines that women use support them. And not just in, in voice, in finance biggest sponsors, like biggest financial supporters. If you look up Donald Trump's top financial supporters, 
So, boycotting can be a useful tool at times. It's not always the answer, but it can be a useful tool. Because if we then say we're not going to use any social media, period, we're going to need a black social media app to go to. One that that is... similar to the ones we use now or you can go live or you can post photos and pictures where you can comment like share or we can do these things maybe in a different way that's okay but give us that alternative create us that alternative because I'll tell you right now if, if if I find an app like that I won't be on these other ones anyway not that I have anything against any other race I don't but I don't really use them that much and if I can get on one that's going to help promote and support black people which desperately need that I won't hesitate in doing it. So we need to create and advertise more of these these opportunities, more of these things that <clears throat> that will take us away from relying on the others, the other apps the other restaurants the other makeup lines the other clothing uh, companies we can't just take away from them because you don't make money by saving money right if I have a dollar and I hold on to that dollar I didn't make another dollar I just kept the one that I had so you don't make money by saving it. So not only do we need to stop supporting those that are against us or that hurt us, specifically those, not all, but those that are against us and those that are out to hurt us. Not only do we need to take our support from there, but we then need to put into ourselves So if there's another black uh, burger line, black pizza line, directing your pizza to Daddy Green's Pizza, last dragon reference. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but let us know these things, so we can then. Not only take our money from where we don't want to put it, but then direct it back into us to help build us. And I'm 20 minutes in now, right around it. So this is my third one, third message. This is going on us 
building each other. Trust must be involved. We have to trust each other enough to care about one another, enough to invest in one another. Because a group of people that I was discussing these things with they were saying how it would be great if it would be great if as black people we were in positions or we had people in positions to not only help each other and in as far as support but also be in positions to give each other seed money to start our own businesses as some other cultures do they will come here in a group to America North America they'll come here in a group one person will start a business through loan or grant or whatever however they attain that money from the government they get it All of them work in the business, help build it, help get a large amount of revenue. And then the one who is the owner will then give the seed money to one of the others to help build up their business, to help start up and then build up their business. And they continue to support each other through that. And. I had to give an uncomfortable truth to my to those people at that time. And that uncomfortable truth is they had declined. Alright, so it was like this. I presented them with an opportunity that was presented to me. And that opportunity have allowed them to make a residual income of $3,500 every four weeks. Only two tasks were necessary, and they are necessary for each person. It is not a, a, a duty, it is not a job, it is not a business, it is an opportunity. And when I presented it to them, there's <coughs> three of them. One didn't respond at all, which I could accept. Didn't particularly appreciate it because one of my pet peeves is being ignored. But I can accept it because I know what that silence meant. The second one said if the other two get on, I'm in. The third wanted to find a way to kind of manipulate the system. Like, alright, if we do it this way, this way, that way, then we all get paid. But the plan 
that he had come up with was based in an amount of ignorance. Because at that time, I had only been in the, I had only recently been a part of the opportunity. I was only a weekend. So I didn't have all of the answers. And I expressed this because I am a firm believer in saying I don't know when I don't know. So they have a presentation that they allow you to watch and interact with. If you have questions after, they listen and answer those and address them and all that, right? But I send them the way to get to that presentation none of them watch it. Then I find out that one of the presentations were actually recorded because they missed that one. They only have it a, a, a couple times a week. So they missed that one. It would have been several days until the next presentation. So I was like, hey, here's a recorded one. You can just watch it at your own leisure. And it was an hour-long video explaining how not only how this happens, but how it is perfectly legal and they express the laws or, or explain the laws that would go against it and or, or things that are abusive to these things and they show how they are clearly abiding by it. They even go through different tax uh, laws with the IRS and things that they have in place and how they are abiding by those as well, making them 100% legitimate. Which takes some time to explain because you don't want to breeze past a conversation about the IRS. You want to explain that. Uh, But when the one who wanted to come up with the alternative plans of manipulating the system, he was the only one to, to my knowledge, to click on the link. Upon clicking on the link, he saw that it was an hour long video and declined to watch it. And at that point, I told him then that I wanted to disengage from the conversation about it, period. Because if I moved forward with the conversation, it wouldn't be about the opportunity that I was trying to present them with. It would have more so been about what I viewed as complacency. Because we're talking about wanting to do more, wanting to have more. Yet, when you are presented with an opportunity to get more with a black-owned opportunity that was created to help other black people get out of poverty, when you have that presented to you and you don't even take time to look at it, you just push it away from you. You then express a certain lack of trust. And in that particular conversation and others that I've had about that exact opportunity, I've realized that not only do a lot of us as black people not trust other black people, 
but we also don't feel worthy of having hundreds or thousands of dollars in the bank. Now, I'll go to the trust part first. When we call a customer, uh, a customer service line, when we call a company and we get the customer service, if we ask those people, hey, and, and a lot of times they may be like not American and other times they can be white or black or, you know, whatever. But for the sake of this conversation, when we speak to, we'll, we'll, I'll say speak to someone directly because you're kind of tossing the ball in the air with customer service. We call in a, a person directly or talking to a person directly. If we ask that, that white person, as black people, if we ask him that person, that white man, would you say man for now? White women are perfectly capable and women of all colors are perfect perfectly capable but this specific example I'm choosing to use a man so we ask him a question he says hmm that's a good question I don't have the answer to that but allow me to go get my manager or my supervisor because he may be able to assist you a little bit better than I can we will wait there for the other other person the, the manager the supervisor whatever the case may be and we will get that answer but when it is a black person, especially a black person that is doing something on their own, trying to build something or doing something that is not already popular, it is met with hundreds of questions. It is met with several questions, most where they aren't even really asking the question to get the answer. They're asking the question to see where they can trip you up, see where you may hesitate, where you may stumble, to see if you're deceiving them, to find the scam, to find the trap, to find the lie that is based on a lack of trust. Because the one, the person that did click on the link and closed out, when he saw that it was an hour long, he said that an hour, it shouldn't take an hour to explain something that should be so simple. I would think that it would be more fishy and more sketchy if someone was giving you an opportunity to accumulate $3,500 every four weeks and all of the information was compiled in five minutes. I would not like that. Because I need, I would, for me to partake in something like that, I need to first know that it is 100% legal. And I need you to explain to me how it is. Secondly, I need to know that I'm not finna get beat up by the IRS because of this. So those are two of the biggest things for me. If anyone presents me with something like that, I need that explained thoroughly. I need to know where I can go and look to research what you're telling me. I need to know the type, the the name of these laws and things that you're looking up, that you're saying that you're abiding by. I need to know the name of them so I can go look them up. Because before I partake in anything like that, again, I need to, one, know that it is absolutely 100% legal. I need to, two, 
know that I will not get beat up by Uncle Sam any more than I already do. So these things take time to explain as well as already explaining how this happens. How do you get this and how does it become residual? So we have to have the trust and we have to care because another thing we were speaking on is how many times black businesses you know that they call mom and pop stores they will have higher prices which is usually due to not being able to buy in bulk like other huge businesses got a message on the phone so because of that for them to make a, a profit they have to set their prices at a different rate than the other businesses we have to care about building them up enough to say you know what I'll spend an extra dollar on this product for you because that extra dollar is the only way you will see a profit and that's the only way you will stay open next month to get your inventory again I don't always have to find the, the cheapest I don't always have to find the absolute best deal sometimes we need to sacrifice for each other with each other I'm going to sacrifice these few dollars to put into you so you can continue to build up in this community. And the reason why I said uh, it felt like complacency or I I perceived it as complacency is because... tell me that an hour is too long when you own the video and you can watch it in increments because it's your complete recorded video now. You can watch that one hour. Five minutes here, 15 minutes there, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. You can watch it at your own leisure, but to look at the time and just write it off, you're not writing that off, you're writing off the risk writing off the possibility. Dame Dash did an an interview with The Breakfast Club a few years ago and he got into an argument with with them and mainly with uh, DJ Envy but what he was mainly arguing with them is why don't you want to own? Why don't you guys want to get together why can't y'all start y'all own radio show? Y'all, y'all are working for someone else, getting pennies on the dollar. You're getting, you're getting probably good money, but the people who own this are getting way more money. It's not even close. So though you are getting good money in your eyes, you are getting pennies on the dollar 
overall. Whereas if you own it, you can just do whatever you want. You can't you can't give your your son a job here. You can't give your daughter a job here if you wanted to. Because that would be nepotism because you're working for someone else who doesn't want you to do that, even though they live by the laws of nepotism. Even though they live by that. The family business. Hey, you get a job here. You be an intern here. Hey, this is my son. Hey, this is my daughter. We're going to raise them up in this business. We're going to teach them in this business and how to run it. But that goes back to the second thing that I said. Not only is it a lack of trust, but it's a lack of feeling like you are worthy of having a comma on your bank account. Because we look so hard for the, how can this go wrong? How could this, it it has to be illegal. It has to be, and this is in several things, not just the, the one opportunity I gave. In several different things. We look for the problem. We look for the what's wrong here. We look for the, I, I, I don't know how. We look for that. Because we are looking for it to crumble. Because we don't believe that we can attain that. We don't believe that after I pay our bill. And, and, and the, way, the reason why I say we is because when the opportunity was presented to me, I had to sit with my thoughts. And, and many of those thoughts were, you mean to tell me that after I pay all of my bills... I can have money left over. I can have a couple of hundred dollars left over. After I pay lights, rent, pay for my my, <clears throat> my son's stuff in school, my daughter's stuff in school. After I, after I get groceries, after I pay the car note, after I put gas in the cars, after I get a new tire because one just went flat. After I do all of these things, I can still have money left over. I had to sit with those thoughts. And I had to realize them. And say, why not me? Why shouldn't I? Because we are so accustomed to watching motivational videos. We don't believe we can make one. We are so used to going to church and listening to a person's testimony or watching a person's testimony on the internet. We don't we're not used to making one. We're not used to expressing the testimony. We're not used to being the testimony. And it made me think of <clears throat> There's a show uh, that uh, many people know. It's called The Office. It's a, it's a comedy show. Uh, it's no longer like current, but it does have you know the episodes on um, different streaming platforms. But the regional manager Michael Scott quit because he didn't like how he was being treated. 
and he told his boss, you know what, I quit. You have no idea how high I can fly. And when he quits, he goes back to his office because that was his, he was turning his two weeks notice instead of just quitting on the spot. He went back and gave him two weeks. But so he goes back to the office and tells them, and they're just gathered around like, oh man, you said that to him? Well, why didn't you say this to him? Why didn't you tell him how much you couldn't stand him? And, and he was like, well, I didn't think that deep into it. But one of the guys was away from the group uh, in his own, you know, on his speaking to the camera on his own. And he was saying, oh man, I love a good quitting story. It makes me believe that I can have my own someday. I do dream. We're used to hearing other people's stories. We're not used to telling our own. It's time to start telling our stories. It's time to start telling the story of how we're still here when we shouldn't be. How on at least five different occasions I could have died It's time to start telling how when I was eight years old, I was taken to the Gulf of Mexico with some of my family members and the waves took me out and I don't remember anything but getting slammed in the water by the current. I remember my body being pulled in the air and slammed back down, down in the water. And I don't remember anything after that except waking up face up on the beach. That's me. At eight years old, I could have stopped living. It's time to start telling our stories about how we shouldn't be here, but we are. Because there's a reason why we are. There's a reason why we are. There's a reason why you're still here listening to me talk right now. And there's a reason why I'm here to talk to you. How in 2012, 11, how in 2011, I was in my first car crash, car wreck rather, because it didn't, I didn't hit anyone else. But I'm already at 42 minutes, so I can't tell that whole story because it's lengthy. Went to one ditch bounced out, went to another ditch. Not one scratch on me. A little disoriented. That's it. Not one scratch, not one broken bone, not one dislocated disc. To the point that when everything stopped, the first thing I I did was look over at the passenger seat and say, man, where my burgers at? Because I had a bag of burgers that I was taking back home. Or back to campus, right? I was in college. And I was taken back to campus. They were in the passenger seat. When everything stopped and the car finally stopped and shut off, first thing I did was look over and be like, man, where my burgers at? <laughs> I'll probably do that as a story time. Tell that full story. But there are several occasions where I shouldn't have made it. I should not 
be able to talk to you right now. But because I am, I will. So, for us to move forward as black people, we're going to have to do our homework and find out, hey, is there a black-owned company that does this? Is there a black-owned business that, that can deliver this, that can make this? We have to find these things out. We have to do our homework to build ourselves up. Because when we get up this time, there will be no bombing. There will be no setting buildings on fire. Black Wall Street will not go down this time. Because if Black Wall Street is taken down, Wall Street will be taken down. And that doesn't have to be through violence. Simply a lack of participation. So know that it's not a call to violence. So don't try to get me with that. A simple lack of participation, a simple pulling out of our dollars will do just fine. So we have to care enough about each other to sacrifice for and with each other. Spend spend more time with this startup company. Be more patient with them. Don't grill them. Allow them to learn the business. Allow them to learn. Allow them to grow as a company. Promote them. Your friend who... Marcus Norwood. I think he's a junior. Repairs electronic devices. At least I know he repairs the screens. But uh, but I believe he can deal with the interface and all that. But if not, he repairs electric electronic devices, screens, phones, tablets, notepads, whatever. Or iPads. I think they call them notepads. But there's iPads, tablets, phones. He can repair the screens. Uh, when we have friends that have businesses, say them. And if y'all want me to say them, just send me the information. Because I, I, I always say no free advertisement. But for my people, I, I'll do free advertising. And I may not have the biggest platform, but some people listen. So we must sacrifice with and for each other for the long game. We must trust each other more 
Because if we don't put our trust in each other, we won't make it. So we must, must trust one another. We must support one another. We must promote one another. And we must protect one another. I think this is my longest podcast yet. Um, So that is today's episode. I appreciate you guys for listening, for watching. Uh, As always, if you want to make donations, please do so. My cash app is dollar sign Taz the Angel. That's T-A-Z-Z-D-A-A-N-G-E-L. I mainly use that. I don't really use PayPal. I have PayPal, but I don't really use it that much. If you only have PayPal, then it's also uh, it's like PayPal slash uh, Taz the Angel. Spelling the same. So I, I appreciate the donations that I have gotten. And uh, um, thank you for the ones that I will get. I appreciate you guys for liking, commenting, sharing, listening to, watching, consuming it however you do, and supporting it however you do. I thank you guys. I do. This has been Taz the Angel with more car talk. Good conversation you can ride to. And I'm out. <laughs>